And... This tribunal has convened in accordance with Signarin military law to assist the ongoing inquest into the unknown whereabouts of Commander Dalen Sturgis. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 150 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I... This is the longest-running podcast that used to be an Anthem podcast, but now it's carried on by two of the hosts because we like talking about video games and stuff, and we've been doing it for a really long time and figure there isn't any point in stopping now because I don't want to say I don't want people to say that we're quitters. So we're just going to keep doing this. We're going to keep talking about what we want, things that are going on in the video game space, things that we are doing in our lives, in the lives of our kids, because... There's a lot of stuff to cover in the video game space, man. And like to try and keep up with it all, it's been like really daunting to me this week. All right, so real quick, it is again episode 150. Today is the 3rd of December. That means Halo Infinite is probably about 230 days away. Um, God of War Ragnarok is probably 241 days away. These are all estimates. 2021 is only 29 days away, which is really exciting for people that want to see 2020 behind them. Like I think most of us do. Um, Final Fantasy 16 is probably going to be like 331 th- 31 days away. Cyberpunk is only Cyberpunk is only seven days away. At this time next week, <laughs> the world will be playing Cyberpunk. They'll be maybe. Play- what what game are they going to be playing, Mike? I don't know if it's going to be Cyberpunk, but it's. I mean, who knows? It could get. It could get. Um, are you anticipating? Are you anticipating a delay now, like from seven days? Like it's going to get delayed. Um. I mean, uh, it's 2020. I. I. I would not say it is um, out of the realms of possibility. <laughs> I am not going to deny that. That is very possible that Cyberpunk somehow gets delayed. But anyway, I think we'll all be playing Cyberpunk. All right. Outriders <laughs> is 61 days away, and it seems like more and more games have announced that they are moving their release date from this month into next year to make way for Cyberpunk. And we'll talk about See that a I mean? little bit later. No. I don't know if it's to make way for Cyberpunk. I think everything is just getting delayed. I think Postponed. It, I think can't do it. I think there are multiple reasons that it's happening. Cyberpunk is one of them. Um, Moving things until they are ready is another one. I think it's just one of those things that like, hey, this is a good excuse to be able to move something. We want to get out of the way of cyberpunk. So let's do that. So, hey, I'll be right back. I will talk about all the things that I'm doing. All right. So everyone, thanks for hanging out with us in chat people that are listening to on your podcaster, your podcaster of choice. We really appreciate it. We want to thank our patrons that have been supporting the show for a really long time. And anyone that wants to join our patrons, they can do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. We would like to thank Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Steel, Scout 69, Dragonheart 76, Jeffrey H, The Gameplay Experience, RZ, and Phaedron. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. It helps keep the lights on over here at the Freelancer Codex. And yeah, we couldn't do it without you. So again, if you want to join all those fantastic people that do that, you can do it at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. I'd also like to shout out to our Discord community. Something happened on the Discord um, that kind of like bummed me out a little bit um so we've had a discord for a really long time i've been i am a part of a lot of discords and discords are interesting um i'm part of a lot of really big discords i'm part of like um slower moving discords i really like our discord community 
It is not a Discord community where you feel like you have to be in there every day or you miss out on things. It is very casual. It seems like a very tight-knit community that, you know, when things happen, people post and they talk and they talk about the games that they're playing. Um, someone came in um, off of the Godfall content that I was doing and was like in there for Godfall. And unfortunately, Godfall was not something that I was enjoying as much as I really wanted to. So I stopped making content on it. And this person was still into it. They were commenting in the Godfall channel. And they're, you know, based on, you know, a lot of things that we had said before, like in our community, like, hey, you know, this game doesn't look like it's, it. It looks like there's some things going on in the background that we don't know. Our community was pretty wary of it going in, you know, and with good reason, like pre-ordering a game for $60, $70 is a tough, um, is a tough sell, especially at the end of the year with all these games coming out. So our community was kind of not hot on it. So there weren't a lot of people that have dived in and were playing. And this person was like, Hey, you know, no one's talking about Godfall in here, in here, this discord's dead. I'm out of here. See you later. And it kind of bugged me for a couple days that they were like, this Discord's dead. And I'm like, I don't think our Discord's dead. I think our Discord is just different from like these massive like thousand people Discords where you get in and, you know, it, it's tough to have those. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying other than I really enjoy our Discord community and the conversations that happen there. And I'm glad that there's not like a ton of pressure to be this like giant massive thing where people are chatting all the time. And if you don't have like a looking for group or game going, then the discord is dead. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I think that what you say is what I say. No, it, it's tough, right? Like I think one of the things that I've learned over the course of 2020 is how quickly things change and how we move into one thing to another. And it's, and I don't, it's, what am I trying to say? Video games aren't any different than that, right? There are video games that are hot. There are video games that are not. Video games that come back after being cold for a while. Um, video games that are just kind of that lukewarm that everybody stays with. Um, and so I, I, guess, I guess if that's all you do, if you just really want specific content and, and no one's talking about the content in this specific place, then yeah, maybe it's dead here, whatever. It's unfair to say that the entire Discord is dead. I mean, I, I doubt that's what they were saying. Maybe they were. I don't know. Um, it's just tough, and and everybody gets their own and has their own kind of um, niche. And so, more power to you. Go for it. You know, find those people that that you can play with. And if it's not here, I mean, there's no reason to hate on things, right? There's no reason to to leave a thing because because the hosts talk about a topic that you're not you know up on or whatever you know i mean i mean what it, it says more about you than it does the host i guess i don't know so i i think I'm there's right. like i think there's something very specific you're talking about that maybe we won't get into <laughs> anyway i just want again i want to say i appreciate our discord community and for everyone thing that they do and we will put a I am link. in there so much love seeing you guys in there I know you are <laughs> man. like much yeah. I think I think someone left you a message about sending you something in there that you might want to check that out I answered back actually oh. so there all right all so right. there 
Cool. So you know what we should do? We should talk about the things that we've been doing. I've actually been doing quite a few things that I wanted to chat about. Mike, is there anything this week that you've been playing that you want to report on? I know you've been diving into Destiny. So is there anything yep. there you want to hit us up on? So with the uh, with the uh, addition to the Xbox Series S that my house um, received in the last couple weeks, um, I've only been through two HDMI cords. Um, there was a little accident but it's fixed now. <laughs> Good. Um, I'll send pictures. And um, so it's kind of fun because I've been able to play with my oldest, who is starting to get into things, building characters. And so it's kind of been fun to to let him be a fire team lead and kind of take us on his own journey and his kind of quest and just kind of help him out and stuff. And then the teaching that goes in, you know, you, you don't stop right now to look at the the item that you just got you know we gotta we gotta wait till we kill all these ads um you know let's find the next mission we don't just go to free play just to free play like there has to be a reason um so so it's been kind of fun to do that um i've kind of gotten to the point now where i don't really know where to go like the current uh mission icon i don't think is lit up but but who knows um so there's a li I'm at a little bit of kind of a lull. Um, and so just exploring kind of the new activities that I hadn't done. They've Since I've started playing again, there are at least two new um, tiered activities that kind of build on. You know, we talk about kind of like the tougher and tougher encounters kind of thing. And, and you build as you are able to stay in. Um, in the Well of Souls and in the... Uh, oh, shoot. Just forgot the name of it just now. The Altar of... Altar of Egos, Altar of Tears, Eris. Sorrows or something like that. It's uh, it's on the moon and it's Eris, so it has to be, you know, dark and depressing. So yeah. it's probably the Altar of Sorrow or whatever. Um, but they're fun encounters. They're, you know, something to do. Gives you rewards. Kind of like the, uh, so the last one I did was probably the, uh, oh shoot, the Archon Forge. Do you remember doing that? Doing yeah. forge runs? Totally. This is pretty much the same thing. You have to have a token. You pay to get in. You have three different tokens to go um, uh, low, medium, and high. And you get gear out of it, So, which is good. Gear is always fun. And you play and you shoot. And I mean, it's Destiny. Destiny's Destiny. So Are you, and ha just, are you having fun playing Destiny? Eh. Um, since... Since we have moved to um, at-home learning in our school district, and I now get to be at home more, when I got all when I have all the kids on, it's there's a point in the day where where every kiddo there's four of them, every kiddo is on for about forty five minutes to an hour, kind of overlapping depending on. So I have a block of time where I'm the only one not in like a scheduled Zoom meeting. Um. And so, yeah, I, I kind of go, okay, I guess I'll turn Destiny on and I'll play some Destiny until something happens. So I did that all this week, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. But then today I, I said, I kind of need to not do this because I think I'm kind of falling into a trap yeah. of doing this all the time. So I like did a super deep clean of the bathroom. Ah, very and nice. And it's amazing. It looks like a brand new bathroom. Um, not you, that it was like filthy gross. And I don't want to paint that picture that it, it was, was like, like a, a raid of bathroom. the dark below. 
Yeah, so it wasn't. But you know, when when things are clean and 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 shiny, you're like, oh man, this is clean and shiny. So I did that, and then went back to Destiny. Of course, um, it was kind of fun because you got your oldest, and I had my oldest. We put them in a fire team, and they got to play together. And it's 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 kind of fun, kind of cringy listening to them talk about what they're going through. I <laughs> was I was surprised at how they how good they did at the PvP match that they were in. Yeah. Because they yeah. won, they won a whole match of elimination, and I was very surprised at the amount of kills that they were getting. And I'm like, "Hey, maybe Logan, you should come play for me. <laughs> you should go play on my team." That's funny. But my and it's, it's it's funny that that yours is like very much into the PvP stuff. Yeah. Because because I haven't because I haven't shown mine how to do that at all, right? And it's like, no, just do the story missions. Here, you know, here's a couple um, bounties. Do these you know do this kind of stuff where it's mostly pve so that's kind of it's kind of funny how how they gravitate towards towards that because i don't know if you you haven't pushed yours to pvp no you're just like all right here's the game yeah and he, he's just kind of found that on his own and he he enjoys that i think because he gets gear quicker because the matches are shorter so that's why oh, yeah. he does it but you did not answer my question are you having fun playing destiny um, so after I, I played Destiny for today, I, uh, I went out and jumped on the trampoline with the kiddos and it was kind of fun. And yeah, I, I mean, I keep going back to it, so I must be having fun. I must be getting that dopamine release, but, but there's it? a, there's, I get to like a point, Steve, where I'm like, I'm just playing because there's nothing else to do. Right. Right. And there's like, there's like no, not even just no other games to play. Cause there are tons of other games to play that I could totally play. But it's just like that's just where I like there's nothing to do around the house. All the kids are engaged in school. I clean the bathroom. You know, I get to tackle the garage tomorrow. The the dishes are done, you know, like so I'm just like, all right, I guess this is what I do now. Is it just familiar? Is that why you go back to it? I, I think that's what it is. I think it's a no brain activity, right? Because because it doesn't take very much brain power to look down a reticle and and find a, a bad guy and shoot him right yeah. like that's that's that doesn't take a whole lot of activity and and i think i'm to the point where i can say that i've got quite a few hours in destiny so i'm I, i'm i'm not a beginner um i'm pretty advanced when it comes to it like i i kind of got it going so i can just kind of sit there turn on cruise control and just and just play until I get yelled at for being on computer games during the day because the kids can't be in. So, you know, there's that and there's that whole merry-go-round, right? So it's kind of like, uh, what can I sneak in in this brief interval where my whole family is on Zoom calls um, and I get to hide behind the Christmas tree because our Christmas tree actually kind of blocks it makes my a barrier. workstation. Yeah, it does. It blocks it off from the rest of the house where everybody can see. And so, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm having fun. It's not terrible. It it's kind of neat getting getting the new gear and stuff and kind of learning what you missed while I was what I missed while I was gone. I think, but you know, not terrible. I enjoy it. Um, it's not bad. It, it's fun playing on the on the Series S. It it seems like it's going faster. Like I can't tell. No, yeah. that's not true. I can't tell between the Series S and then the the Xbox One S. I so, want I want you to put a quote on the back of the Destiny Two box. Um, Destiny Two, it's not terrible. Mike Lampson, Freelance <laughs> Codex. It's not. 
and it and it's and and it's not terrible. Like like no nobody can destiny like destiny can destiny, right? I Agreed. Mean, That's like the destiny of all destinies, and people should stop trying to out destiny destiny. Because yeah, we see what happens when because you're not going to do it. You're right. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to do it. Like you can try and try, and it's it's like Halo. You can't out Halo Halo. You can't you can't out Destiny Destiny. Um, you know, like I don't know why. I, I I do know why games try to be games that are out that are that are um popular it's because they need they need that cash grab right that's what it is that's why we had so many battle royales in in a three-month period um that's why we have tr there tries to be so many destiny clones right like like no i mean they, they figured it out they they hit they hit those winning numbers right and and you guys are just gonna have to come up with something else they can maybe borrow some of the systems but it needs to be something different because because if you're going to frame it just like Destiny and make it just like Destiny, I'm going to go play Destiny. So I, I agree with you. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I Tidio. like it. So what have you been up to, Steve? I've have been you been doing lots of things? Um, I have been doing too many things. I don't know if you know this about my Michael, but I'll let, I'll let everyone in on the secret. I have an obsessive personality, right? <laughs> to where when I see something, I like it's an attack dog that goes in and focuses. And now this is the thing that I'm going to focus on. Um, for a while, that was my Godfall channel. After Godfall wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. I know there's a lot of people that still enjoy it, and that's fine. Um, I am not going to say that those people should not enjoy any game that they're playing. It just wasn't something that I was like, okay, I'm going to move on. And the month of November is the National Novel Writers Month or whatever. So I was like, hey... There's something I'm not very good at writing, and it's something I've never done before is writing. So I better take this opportunity and try to write a novel. So I have actually been doing that. Just recently, I hit about 41,000 words. I had a goal of 50,000 words in November, which meant if I were to write Sunday through, let's see, if I were to write six days a week because I gave myself Saturday off, I sh should write 2,000 words every day, and by the time November was over, I would have 50,000 words. Um, I didn't quite hit that goal. I hit around 38,000, um, and, I, and I actually wrote, I mean, I wrote a lot. It's definitely more than I've ever written in my entire life, um, so that's been a lot of fun. I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to write a novel. Um, I'm chugging along with the story. I'm just doing... I have a very, very light outline, and I'm just kind of like, as I type, like, it's coming out, and that's what I'm putting down on the page, and I, it's kind of a fun story. Are you story. typing or writing? I'm typing it. Um, oh, you're typing. Are you a good, are you a good typist? I, I am a really good typist with, like, two fingers. I can really, like, peck at those keys faster than anyone I know. Um, Seriously? Yeah, man. I'm like... You didn't take Mrs. Spink's typing class? How dare you? Um, Funny thing. There, like, when I hit... It must have been sixth grade. There was a typing class, but our school bought these, like, little purple machines to teach us to type. And it had, like, the two, L, um, LCD, two lines of LCD text on the top, and you would have to match that. And like that was the whole class. That was like an hour of just pulling these things out and typing on that. The teacher that we had was a substitute teacher, like wasn't even a regular teacher, and she like gave zero Fs on the progress of any of the students in the class. And it was just like, here they are. 
here's the thing, and there you go. And that's what like, grade was this? This it must have been sixth grade. I remember being out in the portables behind the mid school. So it was either yeah, I didn't I didn't take my typing class till I was a uh, sophomore. No, what's yeah. the one after? What's the one before senior? Junior. junior. I took it my. It might. It actually may have been my senior year. Yeah. So we had this. I got to that point where I was like, I just need an elective, and so I'm like, ah, oh, typing. Why not? It's typing. Yeah. Anyway, like, what are they going to really. fail you in typing? It's like, sorry, I can't type as fast as everyone else, but I do. Like, that's I still I memorize the keyboard for a test in that class, and I still have like the sentence that I spelled out with the keys in order to. The that's yeah, funny. in order to memorize all the lines. So I guess there's that. But no, I've been I've been typing. I'm. I'm excited to finish the book. Um, my my sons are excited because when my when my kids were smaller, I would read to them um, so that they would fall asleep because my kids had problems falling asleep in their beds. So I figured if I bored them to death with my stories, that would be the best way to solve that problem. So for for the longest time, I would just make up stories until they fell asleep because they got bored with my terrible stories, and then I would read to them. And I was like. You know, what? I should I should write a book, and I will write a book for my kids. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna write one. I'm gonna finish it. Um, it probably won't be any good, but I, I it's one of those things where <laughs> I don't know, man. I I once I once read a uh, story about vampires and werewolves, and so you that know, got made into a movie. So there you go. And I uh, apologize to the vampire and werewolf community. <laughs> yeah, and you say that as in a jest, but I was thinking as I was writing this thing, and, and especially after like last week, Mike and I did a bonus like Thanksgiving episode of watching <laughs> one of the worst movies I think is that has ever been released, Hard Kill, starring Bruce Willis. Um, and I was like, you know what? I could probably write a book. And I mean, if this got made into a movie on Netflix, like, who is to say that my book was not, you know, better than this? Because that was a really bad movie, well, and that got made. Well, I mean, Rise of Skywalker got made, so there you go. We apologize to all the Star Wars fans. I'm, I'm sure no one... <laughs> no, you can email no, we M. don't, Lampson because, at, because they know. If they are Star Wars fans, they know. Yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> so I'm going to finish this book. I'm excited for it. I think it's a pretty cool story. It's going to incorporate a lot of the things that I really enjoy about storytelling. And yeah, so I'm going to do that. So I've been doing that. And cool. it's, it is a good creative outlet. Like after like stopping with the Godfall content creation, like creating, like being creative is just something that I need to be doing all the time. So this is a really good outlet for that. Um, so I'm going to keep doing that and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, well, and not only that, when you find something that, that you can call your own and something that, that speaks to you on a level that, that doesn't even necessarily speak to anybody else. Right. Cause like, cause like you will be your harshest critic and, and nothing you write will be good, but everybody's going to say, yeah, this is, I mean, this is really good. And this is, this is good. And you're going to be your harshest critic, which you're allowed to be, but, but it's yours. And so, you I mean, especially during this time when uh, when it's winter and it's getting darker earlier and just everything is shut down and life is not normal. Like like people got to get out and find something that, that they can call their own and that speaks to them. I was speaking with with my wife earlier and we have a goal board up that we that we try to use pretty regularly and and we haven't updated our goals in quite a long time. And so we just, you know, talked about what should we do? What if if you were to make goals for me, what would they be? And then we kind of did the same thing as just a thought exercise. And we thought, you know what? 
Like we each need to find a hobby that can just be ours and pursue it. You know, we'll, we'll support each other in it. Um, we'll, you know, we'll make the concessions that we need. We'll, we'll buy the things that we need to for it to work out and, and just, just do something, you know, be creative. And, and, and that's like you say, just be creative, take an outlet and, and find something that you can do on your own where you can just kill some time. So I think it's super helpful um, for everyone's social, social, emotional well-being. And so, I mean, if you, if you have the opportunity to do something like that, um, do it, right? If it's fitness, you know, invest in a treadmill and, and do that. If it's writing, get a notebook and start writing, you know, artist, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. just don't do I drugs. I definitely agree with that. Just don't do drugs. Yeah. That's not something we need to, we need to do and don't hurt animals and people and stuff. Cause that's, cause that's not okay. Also true. A um, couple of other things that I've been doing. I've been playing um, with Amazon Luna a lot more. Um, I started playing Iconoclast on that, um, on my on the um, cloud software. I've been playing it on my computer. I've also been playing it on my phone, trying it out there. Icon Iconoclast is not a new game. It is a very cool game. It is very retro 16-bit era. Um, the gameplay is a lot of fun. I need to dive more into the game. Um, but I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I tried control on my phone. There was a couple issues. It was stuttering a little bit. Um, Did you have some control issues? Haha! -ha, zing. Whatever. So, Did you get a controller? No, I didn't buy the controller. I mean, like the Xbox controllers work. The only thing that the Luna controller would add to it is a Luna button. So I could say, hey, go to this game, which I would never use anyway. I would just pick up the controller and navigate to the game without talking to the device because I they'll then, then I'll have my voice and they'll have all my data like they don't have it already yeah because they don't have it already yeah my voice is something that no one has no one even knows about it um so I, I bet from our 150 episodes that that somebody with a lot of time <laughs> could probably piece together you saying a lot of really probably nefarious stuff it's probably true. I wonder I wonder if someone could have us like like cut you together to like give the Gettysburg address. No, I bet I bet we did we haven't said it, a bunch of those words. Like what words? Um, four score. So the <laughs> word four, we probably said that because I said one episode one hundred and four or something, one hundred and forty eight. Um, score is like something that we say. Yeah, we've said score a bunch of the times for the dumb games that we played. I guess that's true. Yeah. I, I it would be funny. It would be interesting for someone to do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, Steve. please don't. Do I, that. I will. I'm like not right going to do that. That is no. There, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing more in my life that I would want more than to do that. Um. So I also finished uh, the Brandon Sanderson book Rhythm of War that just came out. Um. That was. Did you get it like yesterday? It's true. I did. No, it's been a week. So I finished that. Oh. That, that was one of the things that was like the, my most anticipated things of the year, though. So I carved time out of my schedule to do that. Um, Cyberpunk has been purchased, and we are awaiting the launch of Cyberpunk next week. So I am kind of interested because I've gone dark on the game. Like, I know very little of all the videos and everything that people have been teasing on that game. So I'm going in fairly blind. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Oh, also... So Alaska Grizz on the dis in our Discord reached out and said, "Hey, I know you like RTS games. You go should go check this one out. I guess he shouldn't be Alaska Grizz anymore. He should be like Germany Grizz because he moved to Germany." Um, but there, I think they have Alaskan Grizzlies in Germany, though. 
they have Alaskan grizzly bears in Germany? Yeah. I guess you they can see be. Russia from Alaska, right? You could like just walk right over there if the ice is frozen in the right way. If the ice is frozen in the right way. Yeah, you can just like cruise on over there. Anyway, um, the game is called Creeper World 4. Now, this is, I'm going to try to explain it because I played through the demo. The demo has about eight levels you can play through. Um, this game was made by one person. It is kind of a mix between an RTS and a tower defense game. So you start out like there's this weird, you're doing a test and there's a little bit of story. I won't spoil the story, but there is a liquid goo that lands. And as time progresses in the game, it's all real time. This liquid continues to spread across the map and anything that it touches, it will destroy. So currently I have some towers that I can build that gets power from my station to other things that I can put down. Right now I can put down um, some tanks and the tanks will continue to shoot in a designated area around them. So if I want to clear out an area um, of the map to get to a certain objective, I have to lay down some, some power lines and then I have to lay tanks down so that the tanks will keep the um, liquid at bay right it's a really interesting game it's really different um we i've been looking for an rts for a really long time to play this one is very simple it has a very interesting premise um one of the cool things about it and i think one of the reasons i really like it is because visually you can see like little power nodes travel from your home base to all the things that you are planting so very much like sim city when you, in sim city when you have a thriving city going the roads are like full of cars and cars are moving all over the place and visually that's just like interesting to look at in creeper world 4 there's like little nodes of power that blip through the um through the power lines that you set down and they connect to the weapons or whatever things that you have so at the end of a level you could have all these lines with just like things going all over the place you have a bunch of guns that are clearing out these areas of um liquid that are trying to destroy you and there's just a lot going on and visually i think that is really cool so it's something that i want to try more there again there's a free demo on steam if you want to try it out i think it's an interesting game again it's made by one person um so we should go support like those that's the studio is one person or like then <clears throat> it's made by one person i think it's made by one person like i'll have to do some more research on it but um talking that would with, be a cool name for a studio just one person studio yeah I mean, it could have like a million people working there, but it would be a fun name because then you could say, oh, this game was made by one person. And then you could have the exchange that we just had. Oh, do you mean like one person or do you mean like one person? You know, granted, like if that would get you good um, <laughs> SEO on the Internet, if you're like, oh, you know, that one game that's made by one person and every game that's made by one person, that search result would direct you to the studio that ha really has a million people in it, but is named one person studio. So, yep, you solve the Internet, Mike. So, yeah, so those are the things that I've been doing. <clears throat> yeah, it's not hard to solve the internet. So, so, yeah. All right, let's get into some news because I've got some things that I want to talk about. You know who we should have bring us in? Cyberpunk, um, Cyberpunk Burl himself. Ives. Burl Ives. Burl Ives or Bob Ives? Who's Burl Ives? Burl Ives? He sings Frosty the Snowman. Does he really? Yeah, he's that guy. He's huh. funny. He's Ooh. the only other person in the world that I know whose name is Burl. And That's not true. I know more than I know right. more Burl. I gotta talk to you about something.
All right, everyone, we've got some news for the week, and this is a compilation of news from last week and from this week. Um, really, there's not been a ton of stuff going on. I think this is everyone is just like, all right, just put everything off until Cyberpunk comes and Cyberpunk goes. So these are some things that I found really interesting, though. And Mike, I don't know if you did or not, but I'll tell you about them. There, awesome. there's a 3DS game that I it was like my favorite. Th- yeah, three, saying 3DS is weird to say. So there's a 3DS game called The World Ends With You. It was kind of like an it was an RPG for the 3DS. It was a game that was really hard to get here in the states for some reason. It took me a really long time to find a copy. I was finally able to get one. It is an RPG set in the Shibuya district of Japan where you collect um, pins and these pins give you certain upgrades. It utilized the two screens of the 3DS. The bottom screen, you would use um, the stylus to swipe or to tap or you would blow into the microphone to do different attacks for, um, for the combat phases. And then you also had things going on at the top screen that you had to control so there's always a lot of things happening on the screen it was the art was really good the story was interesting um you die and you wake up and you've got a clock and you've got to go through this game and if you don't go through the game then you die for real but if you win the game you can like go on to come back alive you die for real you die for real the first time you die is not real but the second time you die it might be for real it might be permanent death so like um the world ends with you has a cult following like it is a fantastic game um i encourage anyone that has not played it to go out and do so i believe there's a version for the switch i know that there's a version on the ipad that you can buy i don't know how it deals with the two screens though it probably takes that away a little bit and changes it but it's a game that i want you to go play recently they announced that neo the world ends with you is a second follow-up game heading to the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch, right? Um, wow, it really came out in 2007. That was a really long time ago. So this game <laughs> is going to launch on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch in the summer of 2021. Um, it's an action role-playing game. It returns players to the Shibuya district of Tokyo. So a few details about it. Um, as Rindo, player, players will have access... Let's see. Players will once again participate in the Reapers game, which plays out through a series of missions that will determine whether the player is erased from existence itself. A trailer released today teases a, a return to the series' colorful, fictionalized take on Shibuya and all that was and all that stuff. One of the things, though, about the trailer that they released on this, I do not like the art style because it is so widely different. So the first game, it did have a like everything was it looked like it was hand drawn it looked more stylized it looked way more anime this new trailer where they have the person running around in a 3D world now looks very it looks like an older like PS3 game maybe even a PS2 game just by the way it looks i don't know if it looks like that on purpose i don't know if maybe my brain is just like no this really isn't how it's supposed to look um but it looks it looks different however i am willing to give it the benefit of the doubt to try it out but also it's like one of those things like I they're also working on like an anime cartoon um for the world ends with you and i'm excited about that but I don't know if this is one of those things where it's like, I would rather them not do Well, it's the attitude is like, even if they do do this, like it might be good, it might be bad. It shouldn't change the way I feel about it because the old game that I love will still be there. It's still playable. Still have my cart, still have my 3DS. I can play that game whenever I want, right? 
So I shouldn't have this automatic notion of like, oh, they're going to ruin this game that I love. How dare they? Because they might not. It might be a good game. It might, you know, gain another cult following. I shouldn't automatically assume that, oh, because they're doing this, they're ruining all these memories that I have of this game that I really love, right? Because that's a weird thing to think. It is a weird thing to think. So I'm not going to think it anymore. You shouldn't. I'm not. But I don't well, know if I'm. Go. But I don't know if I'm going to play this because, like, well, do I want to play buy a PlayStation Four or a Switch to play the game? I don't no, know if I don't. do. I don't. No. Are you sure? You're hold- Yeah, you're holding up for a PS Five. Maybe. I hear they're really easy to get. Just order one. Just order one. I'll try that. Yeah. Anyway, just super easy so that that's Neo. The world ends with you. So I don't. It'll be interesting to see like how that all plays out and. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a whirl. You know. I'll give it a whirl. <laughs> All right. Also, one of the things that I have been excited about. So, I did this little unboxing of like the uh, Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch, and that's something I think that you know you were also excited for. I don't know. Is, is this something like your kids listen to the show, so we can't like spoil their uh, Christmas presents? Uh, no, they don't. So we can. They don't support anything I do, so it's cool. Totally understand. <laughs> All right. So the Game & Watch, I'm super excited about the Game & Watch because the um, the potential to hack it, put every NES ROM onto it, put every Game Boy game onto it, and then have that thing in my pocket, carry it around, and play it whenever I want. Because all those times where I'm waiting in the lines at grocery stores nowadays, yeah, totally have lots of those opportunities to whip that thing out and just play it, right? A couple of people got Doom to run on the Game & Watch. It doesn't look great. It's not like the best version of Doom. But they opened that thing up. They did their hackery magic that hackery magic people do. And they got Doom running on the thing. So just showing the potential of what they can do. I also follow a bunch of the people that are like spearheading the um, development of putting ROMs onto this thing. And they're like, they're out there um, streaming it. So if someone wanted to watch, they could totally go watch and people would be able to see like everything that they're doing to the game and watch. So I'm excited about that because pretty soon, Mike, you're going to be able to play all the old NES games that you never played before and didn't play for reasons. We were talking about the. If I let them take it out of the box. Yeah, that's true. We were talking about the Home Alone NES game earlier today and like, oh, remember that game? And then we were watching it. It was like, oh, maybe we don't need to remember that game. So really. But remember, like, like during that time, we were like, wow, this is amazing. Look at these graphics. You know, it's so, so real. Exactly. And so there's that. I, I mean, think, nostalgia, I guess, right? Nostalgia is good for nostalgia reasons i don't think so i think it's the worst thing do you think like early people when they were like in caves and painting on walls and they're like <laughs> do you remember a time where we didn't have the spear when i didn't have this particular rock man those oh, were the days been, right that'd be kind of funny and weird i was just like no I mean, it's just yeah i mean no it's just yeah that's no. that's the quote i want no it's just yeah nostalgia is funny and our generation seems to really care a lot about it. But Why do you think that is? Why is it like our generation? Like our dad doesn't care about I anything. I mean, he doesn't even care about us, right? Like we're not even like part of the nostalgia. Um, It's just weird. Like, do we not have enough? Are we not creative enough to come up with new stuff where we can start thinking about the new and like, all right, this was cool, but now let's move on. You know what the w- but no, we we got to throw back to everything. All the movies we watch have to have ties to. Oh, that was that one thing that that character had in that one scene, and we're like, 
Seriously? You know, it's like, al- you know what's also weird about that is like when you think of the nostalgia for those old things, old toys and stuff, like old, you know, typewriters that are still working nowadays, old electronics and bookcases, the way things were made, like you could even, you were able to develop nostalgia for those things because those things would last. Right. Like nothing that, might that, have something, that might have something to do with it. Because like nothing that. that's made now is ever going to last any nope. type of period of time. Like, nope. I mean, we buy seven printers a year because printers suck. Like, all of our pop toys are like, you know, hey, we have a pop toy for everything. And it's like, you have a pop toy for everything, so nothing special, right? Exactly. There's not going to be those collectibles that we have coming from our age that, well, I guess like I, someone... I, re- I'm interested to see what those collectibles are going to be. Like, what would they be? Like, what do I, you have I don't now? even know. iPhone 1? Like... Yeah, but there's like, like I don't millions even know of those. what it would what so what toy so if we if we do think about this for a second, what toy has come out exclusively in our generation that that wasn't a nostalgic a nostalgic throwback? Um, like you, like you can't even you can't even say consoles. Like I doubt we're gonna get a an Xbox Series X mini version console preloaded with. You know, like the original games, like that—that that won't be a thing. No, so that consoles, won't be a thing. You, can't, you throw consoles out, right? Um, Tickle me, Elmo. Okay, so where's where's that toy that has that has come up? Even in, I guess that is our generation. We were kids during that time. Yeah. But that hasn't come back at all. So so what is it? I, where's where's the I mini think, Tickle me? Elmo? Okay, so here is. Oh yeah. Here's on, um, I'm on eBay here. Original Tickle Me Elmo toy, $500. See, and that doesn't even oh, hold wow. like a candle to like, there was recently someone purchased a copy of Super Mario Brothers, like mint inbox for like $135,000, right? And that mint inbox, yeah. original copy. And that's, and that's just so, a collector that's like, probably like 1% of the people that are ever going to collect anything are just going to spend that money. Well, so like yeah, and so it makes me think like like what what do I need to go out and buy and just hold on to gold? Like because you, th- gold probably gold land, you know, and and that might be what it is. Um, maybe Steve, you should pick up a, a physical copy of Cyberpunk when it comes out and just hang on to it for a while. No, there are, there are no physical copies because they're just discs, well, and then you download <laughs> the game from from the internet, right? So not even that is something that you that you so would have. You can't even do that anymore. You can't do comics anymore because all shoes? comics are digital. Shoes. Could you do mi- shoes? Shoes might be. Like, shoes are pretty big. Like, and there's collectors that, like, the shoe, like, the, the world of shoes is something, like, I'm not into at all. But there's a lot of people that are into that world. So, like, maybe shoes would be it. But shoes, Is it something tangible that that can appreciate over time? Because th- not too many things appreciate now. No. I mean... And, and I, think that's, I think that's the big thing is finding something that appreciates versus just being done right out of the box. I mean, even thinking of like artists right now, like you, you know, we talk about the Van Goghs and like the Picasso, uh-huh. these original paintings. Like, I don't even know if there's like, maybe if I that's just still don't going know on? that. Is if, painting still going on? <laughs> because most of it's, do- a lot of it's done digitally, but there are painters that are still painting. But I guess I don't know people that are like, oh, this is like the Van Gogh of our time. These are right. paintings that you need to buy now and they'll, 
completely increase and you'll be able to sell it and buy all these weird things. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because like most of our stuff is just made so cheaply mm-hmm. to get the most profit. And it's like even cars. Like yeah. even cars, like what what are the classic cars now, or what are gonna be the cla- the classic cars? I don't know if you were gonna have classic cars because like the muscle cars of of olden times, they were especially because they were built out of metal, right? And they would right. they would last, and they were like, oh, look at these; these are built to last. Now, I'm I mean, you I guess like, but even like the rice burners, like that's a whole different type of car mentality. I don't know uh-huh. how many people are like trying to go out and buy a Honda Civic to like get the pristine like honda civic experience hey phadrian how's it going right just talking about cars on this video game podcast but i guess you'd still have to you'd still because the mustang is still being made the charger is still being made the corvette but if you look at the camaro are still being made but look at the camaro of nowadays like who is like saying i need to buy a camaro like and keep it pristine and like box it away because it's like once they bring it back, it's like, who's going to say, like, oh, they're just going to bring another Camaro back? Who's going to be excited about the Camaro from 2007 because of the stupid Transformers movie? Right. I don't know. Hmm, that's what? interesting, man. That's kind of a that's kind of an interesting take on, on what's going on right now because it's kind of sad that we don't have that toy that is going to define. Like, the Buzz... Even, even, like, the Buzz Lightyear toy. Like, I remember that being a huge... A huge kind of thing, but I wonder if it's you know. Are you still hey, look up how much an original Buzz Lightyear is? It's probably not even because there have been so many um, versions of that. So there's there's like a whole. I guess there's the um, the Netflix series, the toys that define us. eBay. Oh yeah. Uh, because we talk about like GI Joes. I mean, GI Joes were something that defined that generation. Micro Machines, Transformers. Um, yeah. Legos is probably going to be something that'll always define everything. But those are, yeah, but those are still being made. Yeah, those that's not something that's like ever going to go away. Like some of these are right. like five ninety nine. Like Buzz Lightyears are not something that are like super expensive apparently. So anyway, that is our discussion on how everything is built so cheaply to get most money, and then it all ends up in the dump. So. Unless you find one person that actually really cares about those things. A couple of other things that we wanted to talk about. Japan Super Mario Land is set to open in 2021, February 4th. Fajin says Beanie Babies. That was huge. I got my ticket, and I'm going to go, and I'm probably going to die on the first Goomba. I see what you did there. Mike is notorious for dying on the first Goomba of every Super Mario game. Um, And it's not even on purpose either. So this this thing is opening up in Japan, Universal Studios Japan. I imagine they'll probably try to bring something over here. I think the idea of a Super Mario Brothers land is cool. It is very small from pictures, but it's just an add-on to Universal Studios. So I guess if you're going there, you're going to go there anyway and hang out over there. I just don't know how interesting it'll be. So this is the this is it'll the be, mark. It'll be as interesting as as your like going back to the nostalgia thing, it'll be as interesting as going back to the nostalgia for it. Like there, there are cool environments that eight bit world is neat walking around on the, on the things and uh, you know, the grass platforms and like pretending you're a platformer kind of thing. Like that'll be fun. Um, but like you say, it, it's probably a couple shops, a few facades, maybe like a gadget go coaster esque ride. Although maybe, maybe they'll have a, a bigger type roller coaster in there 
but I can't imagine anything more than that. You'll be able to buy um, Mario and Luigi hats. You'll be able to buy. Um, that's it. What, what other kind of? What so, other kind? I guess I mean, there are a lot of a lot of um, Super Nintendo Mario toys and things that you see in even at Target and Walmart. Yeah. So. I mean, there'll that's be. There'll be some like theme foods, foods and all that stuff. And it says it includes a number of attractions, including Bowser's Keep, Yoshi's Island, and even a Mario Kart ride, which uses a special augmented reality headset to let riders interact with the course and other racers by doing things like throwing bananas and shells. Watch out for those pesky blue shells. That's the joke because everyone <laughs> hates the pesky blue shells. So yep. augmented reality headsets during the COVID. Um, but Japan's got a little bit better handle on things because they are japan and anyway um so that will be interesting good luck to everyone that is able to go out to super mario land japan also there has been massive rumors mike i don't know if you have heard that people were saying hey what's going on with battle royale for halo because everyone's like is it happening and some of the developers came out and said no this is an unfounded rumor turns out i guess um it could be kind of true because the Master Chief and the Warthog are ending up in Fortnite. And we are still talking about Fortnite, especially because Fortnite just hit 15.3 million concurrent players in the biggest live event ever of all time. It's more people that watch the Super Bowl. How many people watch the Super Bowl? Uh, I bet. I bet. No, there's got to be a lot more people that watch the Super Bowl. How many? I don't know. If you were to guess... Recently, probably not. What was the number? 15 million? 15 million. How? And you said that they were all in one event at a time? Those were concurrent users, people that were logged in around the same time. Around the same time. Wow. That's, it'd be cool if they put them all in, on one server. <laughs> yeah, they just melt the server. All right. Yeah. So um, I was, yeah, I was I a little off. That. I, bet, I bet the Super Bowl numbers are down. Um, 99 million. That's down from what it was. Yeah, so 99 million people. So that's still a good, pretty good portion, 15 million people watching video games because they had a big event. So Fortnite still continues to be the juggernaut that it is, and I don't know if it'll ever go away. It's just going to keep on evolving, which I hope a lot of other games do. Phaedron says that Gundam in Japan, that Gundam in Japan is awesome. I would go to Japan just so I could see that Gundam walking around. Um, I know Japan is really excited for the Olympics, and they are not going to delay the Olympics. They're like, these Olympics are happening no matter what, because we built a freaking robot for people to come see the Olympics. That's also not the first Gundam that they built. Uh, these are like, hey, these are prototypes. We got to figure out how to build these um, giant robots before, like, you know, twenty twenty one happens and we get invaded by giant um, monsters from outer space. We get the kaiju coming out of the uh, Pacific Trench, and we will be happy that the Japanese have created the first Gundam so that our Gundam can battle and save humanity. Man, I am on board for that. If anything good <laughs> comes out of twenty twenty of twenty twenty, it's going to be that we have a giant Gundam in the world now. So. I am on board. Unfortunately, it'll have to be a 14-year-old that has to pilot it for some reason. I don't know why it always has to be a 14-year-old, so we've kind of missed that boat. Um, Because that's who Hugh Jackman likes working against. Hugh Jackman likes working against 14-year-olds? Well, like, like, you know, well, I'm thinking... Oh, you're thinking real still. still. You made a real still uh, reference there that I totally missed out on. I did. 
All right. Yeah, you kind of ruined it, but that's okay. Sorry, I was like confused. I was like, what does he have to? What does Hugh Jackman have to do? He was Wolverine at one time, and like X twenty three was young. I don't remember how old she was. So that's where my brain went. Michael, did you hear the latest news today? I Uh, did hear the latest news. So I was surprised to hear this, but iceberg lettuce has now passed romaine lettuce in the most common and most favorite type of lettuce. I thought that was interesting. It's kind of mind-blowing, really. Is that not what you were talking about? It's actually exactly what I was talking about. I really wanted to hear your take on the mozzarella cheddar cheese, though. Mozzarella cheddar cheese? I... Spoiler alert. I don't even know if this is a spoiler. I don't know why I said that. I'm not a huge cheese fan. Why not? What's wrong with you? I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm not a. I don't eat cheeseburgers, so I don't put cheese on my on my burgers. But I'll have cheese on my pizza, and I'll have cheese where cheese needs to be. Where does like cheese? A, how come cheese does not belong on a hamburger? It seems like that's one of I the best places for it to go. I'm not sure why it doesn't belong in a hamburger, but let me tell you, it doesn't. Why? <laughs> I mean, you eat cheese pizza. I, but that's not the same. That's like eighty percent cheese. But it's not. But it's not like processed cheese that goes on a hamburger. Maybe that's my issue. Processed cheese. Maybe you're just versus, buying the wrong cheese. I might just. Well, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Would you buy? Who knows what I'm, doing? I'm would, a little. Who knows? All right. I'm going to tell you I what. Got, <laughs> all right. I got no idea. Okay. What's I'm, happening? I'm going to tell you what happened. The biggest thing that happened today that caught me off guard is that there was an announcement from BioWare that Mark Dara and Casey Hudson are leaving BioWare, that they announced their retirements today, which came as kind of a shock. We recently had like the celebration on N7 Day where they talked about the new upcoming Dragon Age game. And then Mark Dara, who is the lead on Dragon Age, is like, all right, I'm outy. I'm out of here. Mark Dara, fan of the uh, um, friend of the show, as we talked with Mark. Did we ever? No, we never talked to Mark. We got to see Mark while at um, EA Play of 2018. Was it 2018? Yeah, it would have been EA Play 2018 yeah. where we got to see Mark. And yeah, he they he is leaving the Dragon Age team. Casey Hudson was the general manager of Bioware, who just recently returned three years ago. It's really hard, like when he said that he's been there for three years, because I remember that being big news on the podcast when we talked about Casey Hudson coming back, because Casey left and was at Microsoft for a while and then came back. So now he is leaving after three years, and they're just kind of moving on. Um, I don't know if I want to read the whole... I guess it's not moving on. It's just kind of like retirement, right? They're not going on to a different spot. So It's just, all right. So this is, this is what I will say. There are a couple things happen when people like Mark Dara and Casey Hudson retire from a video game company. Um, a lot of times there's either things put into um, contracts saying that, hey, you can't work for on another um, thing for a year. And they yeah. just kind of take a break for a year and they jump right back into it. And that's what a lot. That's what Mike, Mike Morheim of um, Blizzard fame did. He left Blizzard, he's like, took a year off, and he's created a new studio with a bunch of people from over there. It's what um, Chris Metzen did. He started his old um, tabletop thing, um, doing the same thing. I cannot imagine someone like Mark Dara, who's been in the video game industry for nearly 20 years, um, is going to just be like, all right, I'm done. I mean, maybe Mark has been posting a lot of Warhammer uh, miniatures on Twitter. He loves playing the orcs. Um, and maybe he's just going to go and he's going to start making 
you know, playing Warhammer all the time. But this is like kind of the blurb that they put out. Um, let's see. This is from Casey Hudson. When I became studio GM a little over three years ago, our goal as a leadership team was to position our people and projects for long-term success. Now, as Bioware celebrates its 25th anniversary, the studio is poised for an exciting new era of amazing games. This year, we've been inspired by continued community support for our ongoing work on Star Wars The Old Republic and Anthem. A few months ago, we provided a deeper look at the work that's going on into the next huge Dragon Age game. And on N7 Day, we announced Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, and gave a hint at what's coming next in the Mass Effect universe. It's an exciting time, both in terms of projects we've had, you've heard about and some things that you have not. Arriving at this point has been an opportunity for me to reflect on my own future. And 2020 has been a year that forced all of us to reimagine how we think about work and life. For me, it's been a realization that I still have tremendous energy to create, but also that I need to try something different. I'm not, sure, I'm not exactly sure what that is yet, but I know that I want to start by rediscovering my creative passion through more personal work. So to me, this sounds like someone that, and this, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat, and I'm going to uh -oh. preface a lot of this saying, not... I was going to say not one person makes a video game, but we talked earlier in this episode about one person that made a video no. game. A person no, doing it. Not one person makes these giant video games, okay? Hundreds of people make Mass Effect. Hundreds of people made Anthem. Hundreds of people make Dragon Age. Mark Dare is one person. Casey Hudson is one person. These are very collaborative um, projects. It takes a village to make a video game, all that stuff. When you are in a studio like Bioware that has grown from making little games to making some of the biggest franchises ever to being bought by EA, who loves to make money, sometimes your project, you lose the desire to create. Instead, you're creating for this, like, we have to recoup these costs. It sounds like to me that Casey wants to make smaller games for the love of making games. He could be going to direct some movies. I don't know. He could be going to write a book. I don't know. But it sounds like he's taken a step back so he can rediscover that creative passion. When you are ahead of a studio, you are not in the trenches, coding, animating, doing all that stuff. You are high level, making sure that ship is going the correct direction, not running into, um, I wanted to say meteorites for some, re for some reason, not running in, yeah, not to run into meteorites, right? So I could totally understand a creative person being at that level and being like, this is not what I want to do. I need to get back to creating things. Um, so Mark, so Mark Darrow will be replaced by Bioware Austin studio director, Christian Daly. So Christian has been the lead on Anthem. He has been posting all of the updates um, on Twitter for Anthem. So he will now be taking over direction of Dragon Age. What does that mean for Anthem? I'm sure we'll find out in the future. Um, and Mark called his departure from Bioware a retirement from the studio. Mark says, this has been a very difficult decision for me. The team of amazing developers on Dragon Age make my life fuller and better. They have taught me so much, but the strength of the team is also what makes this possible. I know that Dragon Age won't just survive without me. It will thrive. So 
I can I understand why a lot of people are kind of like upset by the idea that these like head people are leaving because anytime this has happened and again it happened a lot before the lead up of anthem where people were leaving and everyone was like what's going on is the ship sinking is the ship on fire so there's always a lot of speculation on what does this mean for the game what does it mean for the studio and everything that's going on I'm sure that's still going to happen. People are still going to be freaking out. People are still going to be saying, EA, you screwed up again. You're sinking the ship, blah, blah, blah. Um, but whatever they go out to do, it'll be interesting to see like what they create. I think one of the most interesting things that, you know, with people that have been leaving Blizzard recently, like starting these new smaller studios, focusing on the things that, you know, made them love video game development, I think that can only help like video the video game industry grow like when we talk about um, bioware like making another dragon age making another mass effect i know people love those franchises but it's also opportunities for new people to step in and maybe new things to be made and not just relying on things that have worked i mean when we talk about the halo franchise it's like all right, how are you going to make this different from all the other games that you have made? I mean, we had talked about this earlier, Mike, when we were talking about Destiny. Like, what if we do something different, something new, and you get people into those positions where they can create new things? They don't have to stay beholden to, we have to make a new Mass Effect, guys, because Mass Effect makes money. You know what? And Fajan says 343 tried and they failed, right? Because they tried to follow like a very similar thing and they just weren't able to do that because Bungie did that. But what if what if the desire to create, you know, over, you know, surpasses the desire for executives to make money, right? And I know that there are so many creative people in the industry like that is their desire to create something new, create something that is impactful, create something that will stick with people. You know, we think of all these games that have made a huge impact on us. We, I think of Control, you know, this game that I was not anticipating that is just like a huge impact on me. I've been thinking a ton about like games like Into the Breach, which is this small little indie game that like, you know, I think about every day just because of the way it's designed and everything that you could do with that and different IPs you can attach to it. Simple games that like have an impact. And it's like, go create. And like we said, we, we talk about these things that are going to last. Like how many times do we have to keep pulling these horses down the road because they're making money and when do we get to branch off i mean we think look at things like you know spider-man like um insomniac spider-man like this massive game that came out and just totally dominated now miles morales that has come out and then just totally just like blowing people away but like my fear is like okay but insomniac don't get stuck in that thing where it's like all right now what do we do for the next one you know like Sometimes you just need to let a franchise rest and maybe just go out and create the next thing. And I've talked so long, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Well, and that's tough to do. And I mean, if it, if it isn't broke, right? So I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I I, I think that I think that there's going to be a lot of copy paste on a lot of stuff, and that I think that exists everywhere. Um, and very, you you'll get new stuff. As, as people are given those opportunities and as studios are, because I think it's a risk. And I think, I think unfortunately, that's, that's one of the driving factors is that risk. Can we recoup 
what we've put into this, at least, you know, it, it happens in movies, it happens in TV shows, it happens in, in video games. Uh, I don't know about books. I don't know if it happens in books. Um, I mean, books at some point, it's like, I don't know if it does happen in books. It's so hard to get published it, 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 anyway. Well, it's going to have to, right? Because publishing that stuff, actually making the physical book takes money and resources. Right. And and so I mean and it happens everywhere and which is and it's and it's tough so so it's it's kind of funny how the huge titles are the ones that really follow the same pattern right it's it's the smaller titles that that are made by one pe one person thirty people that that we like that that really don't get super big because they don't have the backing for it and I think that's just I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know how to fix the problem. Um, but that just seems to be the reality of it. Yeah, and it's just a tough cycle because when games do get big, like we like I was thinking of Cuphead because the Cuphead their DLC got delayed again. It's been several years as that thing gets delayed and delayed even more. It's like you have a studio that's very small like has this huge success, they get a ton of money and now they're kind of I don't know if it's just like the cycle of now you got to go bigger, and to do that, you got to spend more money. And to do that, it's like, well, we got to stick with what you know made this successful. I mean, it's like if you look at the Pokemon franchise, this is exactly what the Pokemon franchise like. Why it is not innovating, why it is so stagnant. When really, like Pokemon could be one of the coolest things if like they would just do something new and different. But it's mm -hmm. so safe and it's so the same. But also because they sell, they don't have to do those things. And it's so frustrating because like an open world Pokemon massive multiplayer where people are, you know, there's monsters everywhere you're battling and you're catching could be so cool. But they just play it safe because it makes them money and that's all they have to do. And unfortunately, like, you know, the player base isn't asking them to do more because they're still forking over their money for it. And, you know, that's difficult to do. I mean, I was I was trying to think today, um, and that's kind of like the last thing that... Uh, oh, good luck to Mark and to Casey in whatever they do next. Um, everyone, I, any, any, any thoughts, Mike, on what they're going to do? You think they're going to do their own studios? Or are they going to go over to uh, Microsoft and finish off uh, the Halo series so that Halo comes out? No, I mean maybe like like what you said about the whole no work clause and stuff like maybe they'll take a year off but i don't know after after the year that this has been i think a lot of people are like no i'm good <laughs> i'm good that's true you know oh I'll, I'll 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 tenure my retirement and like no i'm good i'm yeah, okay we, we can finish this up so i had, I had a dumb thought today i was thinking because i was like we can compl i complain a lot about like no new ideas no new franchise like what's going on here and i was like what would I do differently if I w had to create something? And I was like, mm -hmm. you know, I and I started thinking about like this Netflix model or this. I started thinking about TV shows and things that TV shows do. TV shows like create hype because they're released at a certain time. That's when everyone talks about it. And then everyone moves on until season two. Like I was thinking of the Mandalorian. Mandalorian mm -hmm. came out, like smacked everyone in the face with how amazing it was. And then it moved on because we're like, all right, now they got to go make Mandalorian season two. So now we have to wait and we have to rest. So our excitement level like starts going down 
And then once well, we're coming back season so two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there and tell you that that we didn't, with Mandalorian, it wasn't a full season drop. Like we had to go back to waiting a week between episodes. And that hasn't been done, Steve, in a long time. Talking like Friends and Seinfeld, where you had to wait a week for the next episode. So that was like, that's huge in and of itself that that we don't have a season drop at a time. So, I mean, Mandalorian is hitting on on all the cylinders because because pretty if if the whole season were to drop at once, you would binge that in a weekend. You would talk about it for the next week and then you'd be done. Right. But but now we're going nine weeks deep, getting an episode at a time. And I think they're doing a really good job. So that has to be incorporated somehow into this this new game that you're making that that ability to wait. So I don't it, know what that does to people, but it does something. Well, and, and you're right. It does something. And that's what I was thinking about. And then I was thinking about Destiny and I was like trying to, we talk about Destiny a lot because Destiny is the best Destiny that's out there. No one outdoes mm-hmm. Destiny. I was like, what was the best part of that game? And it was the raid. Like, I hate, yeah. I hate grinding. I hate people are like, man, what are we grinding for? It's like, I don't want to grind. Like, screw that noise. I want to play a game mm-hmm. and I want to get the best out of it. Like, grinding is not the best part of any game. I don't care what anyone says. Like, grinding is never fun. The raids right. were really fun. Those were the best experiences I had. Like, what if you created a game and you were like, all right, people, two months. It is live for two months. This is the new super hard content that we put out. Get together with your friends. Jump in. You've got two months to play this season. And then after the two months, it's gone. And they go back into the tank, take everything that they learned from those two months. They create new content for it. And they get that much time to like come out with this new thing. And then everyone so jumps. You just want, so you just want the raid drops without the extra stuff. So, yeah. Interesting. And then like everything's new every season. Developers have those eight months to like start designing whatever is going to be coming out in 2001, 2010. You sell it for $30. So thirty every, every year, $30 to play this game this season th- for three months, two months, however long it's open. Then it's gone. And then players either have to get in or they don't. And then it goes back hmm. into the tank. New stuff comes out. Creating this like there's not this constant like, you know, the biggest thing for Destiny and for all of these games, Anthem, Godfall, everything is like we burn through content so fast and then we complain about it all year because there's not enough to do. Well, guess what? This is your time to do it. And you know what? You get your feedback. The development team goes into the tank and says, all right, this is what was really good about this season. This is what we want to do next season. Develop it, boom, even have multiple teams so that you're like leapfrogging development. So you have a year and a half to develop this content that's going to be out there. And Phaedron says it's like get in and get out. Yeah, and that's what it is. And this was like one of the, like this is probably not new. I'm sure that there's, for sure, there's probably games that do this that I just don't know about. But it's like one of the things that I, I was thinking about that it's like, it wouldn't burn, you wouldn't burn out on a game because like, or maybe you would, but then you you have a, you have a rest period that you have to take no matter what. I've blown your so mind. That's interesting. It's such a good idea. That's interesting because, because if you do follow that raid model and we take that raid model from destiny, well, it took our group, it took our group longer than two months, two months to, to finally achieve that goal. And, and so, yeah, there is, there definitely is a, 
a FOMO kind of kind of part of it, right? So so you have to jump in for those two months. The activity then has to be something that is. I I. I'm I'm in awe of the people who do like the world's first raid runs in, you know, 26, 25, 15 hours. Like that's a cool feat to jump into something brand new, stick with it long enough to finally do it. And that's cool. Whatever. I couldn't tell you anybody who did it. Um, right. But but again, like so, so what I mean, what I'm saying is, is like is like. Your event, your your content needs to be something to that scale. You know, I I, I, I like this model. This is fun. And, and again, this seems fun. I wonder how it could be done. Right. And because and I, because that's not enough revenue up front to be able to to fund your your um, second and third seasons. But if it's a small, again, this is like if a small team can do this. There's less overhead than like just like this massive overtaking but also like when when i say raid i I use raid as an example because that was like the funnest thing that we had but of course it's like okay now when you think of like when you think of like a campaign for something like this we're always like the campaigns are so short and the campaigns are just there so that you can learn how to play the game but that wouldn't be that because there is no like grind for the best stuff it's like these are the so everybody just get. comes in at the same power level. You play the game. There's no like crazy grind like, oh, you've been able to do this because you just get in, you play the game for that season, the game turns off, and then you go on. Of course, the content would have to be fun. It would have to be engaging. It would have to be something that you want to come back for. So it would have to be exciting. So you take all the exciting parts of video games that we like. You cut out all the crap of like, oh, I'm only level 32. And now I've got to dismantle these boots. You take out all of that crap that is supposed to extend the length of these games for an entire year. And you're just like, this is the meat and potatoes. Like get rid of the cranberry sauce. No one loves cranberry sauce. Every, I mean, maybe there's people that really like cranberry sauce. You get rid of like that weird thing that your aunt brought to the meal, like meat and potatoes. What makes this game fun? This is how long it's open. Give us time to make more content. You don't need to be playing our game every day. We don't need you to be doing that. Well, there therein lies your problem because because you you can't you can't not be playing it, right? Unfortunately, even even Steve, probably the smaller studios, they get to a point where they go, you know what? This isn't. I'm super passionate about this, but but man, I like food, and and I and I got to be able to to pay the bills. And unfortunately, I don't think this model can work for like a smaller studio it would it could only be done in a bigger studio that has the ability to do this and and they would they would be taking a risk in and of itself um well i know but like i mean if you never well, risk, well and it's never funny because it, when you started this off that you mentioned like like kind of the new because really what it is it's a new formula of delivery um and it's a new story it's a new way to tell stories we're we're so bogged down with the same storytelling and the same way that when a movie opens it's it's either exposition dump by newspaper clippings or you know on air stories or um, exposition by the scars on the on the protagonist's body um, you know like like everything kind of follows that same and, and it kind of has to to set up and build the world 
Um, so I think I think it we've kind of put ourselves in a tough situation that that these methods of storytelling really are there's probably only about seven, you know, and and that's and that's tough to do. But but think of all all the great stories that you that you like. They all seem to have some some similar things in common, but they're still your favorite stories. Um, and so I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to. I, I like this model. This is a good model, and it'd be cool if someone could do this because you do have that that kind of we got to play now or or we're gonna miss out. Um, but then also, Steve, there needs to be some kind of investment. Like I need to. It, I think it's hard would... for people just to jump into a. Here's your character. Go do this thing. Well, this isn't really my character. This is just a guy. Like Destiny, for example, that's your character. Yeah, how, how Halo, connected are Halo's a little bit different. Now, you're you're um, not connected to your Destiny character. Your Destiny character doesn't have a face. It doesn't <laughs> have a voice. You're not connected to your Destiny character. It, so so actually, it's our our Destiny characters do start to have more of a voice um, in Beyond Light. So after eight years, you go, yeah, you should go check it out. So again, uh, so yeah. I'm just, this is just like, I'm just spitballing here. I'm not saying like, this is the idea that's going to revolutionize everything, but now I'm going to go start making a document and figure out what would work here. So, all right, everyone, nice. thank you for hanging out with us. This has been episode 150 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, a new co podcast where we just talk about whatever we want and go off tangents and no one cares because this is what we do here. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. <laughs> um, please be kind to each other, stay safe, um, and we hope you'll do things that you like i guess thank you for Love listening to the freelancer Thanks, codex man. a podcast brought to you by the shut up and respawn network follow us at freelancer codex on twitter or twitch send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancer codex slash message we wish to thank all of our patreons we are grateful for you all